Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sunny Day Show. I am your host, Sunny Day, where we educate, empower, and entertain our audience and bring them valuable knowledge of information that they can use in their everyday life. You don't want to miss this show, so stay tuned. Tell a friend. Let them know the podcast is going down. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sunny Day Show. I am your host, Sunny Day. I thank you for tuning in to our podcast. And on our show today, we have an awesome brother who is not only a pastor, um, a community leader, he's also an author. And so we're going to have conversation with my friend, Rick Sykes, who's going to be sharing with us about his um, new book, that he has written and he's going to tell us all about that and we're just going to have fun talking and hopefully that you will learn something uh, from this interview talking um, about primarily I would think fatherhood and so I'm hoping as you listen you might want to take some notes as well as you might want to share this podcast with someone that may be um, raising children in particularly raising um, boys and so Thank you, my friend, for joining me on this afternoon slash evening uh, for this podcast. Welcome to the Sunny Day Show. Well, I'm so uh, grateful to be on with my long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, we may not talk every day. I'm you know, uh, to, uh, a true, real friend, person, uh, artist, uh, minister. Mm-hmm. I've always had a special love. I, 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 you know, I always had a special love for you in my heart because I always felt like you always came from a real place. So I'm excited today. Uh, nervous, but I'm excited to be here. Well, thank you. Well, you know not to be nervous, especially with me. We don't <laughs> be nervous, but I get it. I get it. Um, so kind of tell the people um, a little bit about you before we go into um, the actual book. Okay, what do you want me to start? You can start from just... Uh, where you are now. What Pretty I, much what you do now and where you are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I like to really start off with basically um, my love for Jesus Christ. First of all, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a black man who loves Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Um, and uh, that's the first thing. Without him, I am totally uh, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing I like to say is that uh, I'm a family man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I've been married. My wife and I, we just celebrated that this past Saturday. Uh, 33 years of Oh, wow. Happy anniversary. 53 years old. I turned 53 on November the 7th, and we celebrated our 33rd wedding anniversary, November 14th, this past Saturday. And we have uh, six uh, children, adult children, uh, five boys, one girl, and three grandchildren. Oh. And uh, pastor as well, um, also uh, an entrepreneur, uh, etc. So that's pretty much, in a nutshell, summarize who I am. Well, that is that is a lot to be, and that is um, something that I think is well. As we as we talk, we'll we'll find that out, um, which I think is um, admirable as well to have those type of um, to have that lineage that you that you have so let's go ahead and talk about um, the book tell the people the name of the book 
And then what prompted you to write the book? Well, the book is entitled uh, Five Smooth Stones. Uh, in fact, I wrote the book uh, back in 2015. Mm. Uh, 15. I wrote the book then. It, 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 it was out, but I really didn't put a lot of mm-hmm. muscle uh, behind it. But the title, uh, Five Smooth Stones. Uh, this particular uh, book actually still Five Smooth Stones, but I call it The Rebirth. There's a reason, reason why I call it The Rebirth of uh, this go around. And we begin a lot of traction. So, what prompted me, what, what, what prompted me to write the book was. Um, was um, the fact that you know um, um, there, there there's so many things going on in our world today as relates to especially African American mm-hmm. uh, self who come from a single parent home is five of us five boys I just lost a brother last mm-hmm. year and so many things that are going in the community one of them being you know the uh, plight of the African American male and so uh, I wanted to write a book that will. Um, talk about uh, my experiences as number one coming up from a single parent mm-hmm. but uh, my wife and I uh, raising uh, our five sons and including our daughter so the five smooth stones in particular has to do uh, with the journey of me developing and raising uh, and dealing with the challenges of right raising five black boys mm. which is I, I, I really am thankful that you wrote the book especially for um in that direction because um knowing again what is taking place in our world um when it comes to developing men that can be difficult for um in this in our environment it can be difficult to raise especially black boys um yes to do that and so i you know i commend you for for doing that and so we're going to talk about uh first tell us kind of like the age range of your children and how you know far as you know the ages that they're part and all of that um, well uh, my oldest is uh 32 mm-hmm. he just turned 30, uh, uh, 32 30 uh 27 22 and then my youngest son is actually 19. Wow. Wow. And my, my daughter is 25. She just turned 25 uh, this past February. So. Okay. So then there, that's, well, I, I asked that question because I um, I think it's going to be important as we talk about raising them and the upbringing um, yeah. Of, yeah. of them, as especially as boys um, in particular. So let me know far as what the book, if you had to put it in a nutshell, um, what is the storyline of the book? What is it about? Uh, well, you know, before, you know, we had the interview today, uh, something, you know, jumped in my spirit today. And I talked, and, I, and, and this, 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 this slogan or this cliche uh-huh. um, that just kind of spoke to me today that everybody has an act to this. Uh-huh. Everybody. And a lot of times people look at, you know, yourself and me and other people. Everybody got a story yeah. to tell. Everybody. And so uh, Five Smooth Stone is really about my story. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a story. I could have went, I could have went a little deeper than I did yeah. when I read the book. You know, I should, I, I should have said, I should have did this or whatever. But the book is really about my, my story 
and then me transitioning into becoming a family man and then the challenges that come from being a family man uh, and uh, so I wanted the book to be real mm -hmm. I wanted to be a I didn't want to put no no lies in there and I want to tell people the truth yeah what it takes uh, you know to raise children to develop children and here you talk about a man that myself came, came from a single parent home mm -hmm. really didn't have a point of reference as it relates to uh, fatherhood yeah so everything, everything I've learned I learned in bits and pieces and so uh, so the book came from a place of, of loneliness a place of uh, you know where I was and, and then how the Lord blessed my wife and I to uh, start having children and then with uh, the challenges of raising uh, boys. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, you talked a lot about your mom in the book and how she raised you. Um, can I talk a little bit about that? Well, um, you know, this, this, this go around, I, I really wanted to put a lot in the book about my mother. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm about to start crying right now. I don't know why, but, <laughs> but man, geez, I ain't always gonna cry. Man, <laughs> man you got me. seriously, but uh, mm. wow. this go around. Uh, wanted to talk more about my. Mm. You know, I see how she struggled. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, you know, let me gather myself. A lot mm -hmm. of times, you know, it's easy for us to be judgmental, yeah. judgmental about single mothers. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the easiest thing to do to, to see, you know, uh, you know, why did she do this? Why did she do it? My mother moved here from North Carolina. My, my entire family's from North Carolina. Mm -hmm. My brothers and I, cousin and I, we were born in Detroit. My grandmother moved here in 1955. I just found why my grandmother moved moved from North Carolina to here because she um, was being uh, sought after or, hunt, uh, or um, you know, the the, the, the the clan were looking for. Mm. And I just out because something that something transpired. My grandmother moved here in 1955. When, when she when she sent for my mother. They came here um, maybe the, the early, uh, like the late, the late 50s or early 60s. And um, so mother got here, um, you know, she even says that when I got here, I really didn't know anything. I was an A student in North Carolina because, you know, in, in the South is a different breed. Yeah. Different. And when she came up here, she always told me I got completely lost. So you talk about the era of Motown and because my mother and my aunts and my grandmother, they were entertainers. Mm. So uh, they were they were cortex singers, but my mother was a, but she talks about, you know, heart struggle and then having, you know, children, uh, because there's five of us, two, two, my, my two older brothers, talk about my lot of, the reason I talk about my mother a lot is because, uh, I know, uh, what she had to deal with raising five mm. boys. Uh, I know the struggles that she faced dealing with five different personalities mm -hmm. uh, i know what it is to you know uh to you know uh, what it means to you know be evicted or your lights turn yeah. off and you know and so 
I, I wanted to write a book. I wanted to spend time with this book because uh, in respect to all of that, my mother made sure that she always looked out for us. She protected us from a lot of things, from a lot of stuff. So with me, uh, you know, I wanted to pay homage to her because nobody knows her story. And, and you know, so in, in paying homage to her, I wanted to pay homage to all the single mothers as well because uh, I know it's a struggle. I saw it with my you know. And so I wanted to pay homage to my mother, let her know. Was the most difficult part for you to write? I think the most difficult part for me to write was actually about my mother. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and uh, that was more difficult because um, the struggles that we've been through and went through. And I see her struggle with. In fact, when I, you know, I put more information in there time around, uh, but I, at times I, 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 I felt myself crying because, mm -hmm. you know. I know what she had to deal with, what she had to go through. Yeah. And then two, you know, um, you know, not all of my brothers are, you know, are not in church. And so I think that she lives with a lot of regret mm -hmm. or mistakes that she made. So that was probably the most difficult thing for me to write. Uh, and I got her permission as well. Yeah. So, so she wanted me to write about it. In fact, when I, when I read her this uh, book, when I gave her a book and she read it, she was crying. Oh. So that was, difficult thing for me to write because I wanted to be as transparent as possible but make sure that I didn't put her out there like yeah. that or just affect her any, anyway. Yeah. You know? And then too, it was your interpretation of what you saw as a kid growing up. You know, yeah. so it's kind of like she's reading it through your eyes and I'm sure I'm sure it was very emotional uh, for you both um, not only yes. writing it but to for her to read it and kind of hear your perspective of what you were feeling during that time. And yeah, I, I can imagine. So, but that's, to me, that's powerful because it will speak volumes. Again, like you say, you want to attribute to single mothers. I'm sure every person that will read the book will see themselves, especially a single mother will see themselves in the book somewhere through yes. your, through your mother's story, as well as through your story. Um, and there's a part in the book that I thought was interesting and I wanted to, uh, for you to kind of go in, not in depth, but kind of explain where you were in that moment as well as um, do you think that it is something that parents should consider as well with um, their children? You moved out of the community that you were, you know, that you were living in for the sake of your boys, particularly your boys, for the sake of them. Um, and you moved to a, to a different community. Can I talk about that and then why, uh, why you did that as well as in today's society? Do you think parents need to consider that? Um. So you talked about in the book, moving out of the community for the sake of your boys, particularly your boys, but of course your family. Um, and I wanted to find out making that decision and doing that, um, 
do you think that is something that parents should consider in this day and age? And then too, why you ended up moving out of the community? Uh, great question. Uh, I was down to options um, and not many single parents uh, had options or have the option to move out, move out of their community, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for various reasons, whether it's income, whether what the dynamics of the family, whatever. Um, and uh, for me, uh, it was always my intention and my intent to stay in Detroit, um, you know, uh, because uh, I bought my first home in Detroit um, and we, you know, my wife and I, we lived there, you know, 12 years. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Detroit is where I was born and raised. But um, when I start seeing things and um, I felt like, you know, at that particular time, because I had an option, yeah. I had to move, um, I took that option because I wanted to put my children uh, in a better um, school district, mm-hmm. um, a better community. Uh, better neighborhood mm-hmm. uh, but there's some trade-off there's disadvantages advantages to moving in those communities as well you know so yeah. um you know so for me i just had an option you know and and my wife and i we just chose that option to 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 um you know move, move out out of detroit and put our kids in a better situation mm-hmm. you know yeah and which which i believe you know any parent that has, you know, the opportunity to do that, I'm sure will possibly take that um, opportunity. And especially with the way things po- are, are taking place in our, you know, communities now and with exactly. raising, raising boys, do you think that had you stayed in the community that you were in at the time, knowing the dynamics that have taken place over the years in that particular community or the city or whatever. Um, do you think the outcome of your, of your boys will be different? Uh, looking back at hindsight, I say, no, it wouldn't be different mm-hmm. because my, my boys and my daughter's life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, at that time, you know, I was, you know, my wife and I'm young and you want to put them in a better situation. So, um, but really looking at where I'm at now, mm-hmm. uh, like a hindsight, no, I don't think that would have made a difference because um, they had one thing that I didn't have. Although they had, they had one thing that most of the kids in the community in which I lived didn't have. They didn't have a father that was present. Mm. You know? Wow. Uh, so then too, I kept my children very extremely busy. So mm-hmm. church and, you know, so when they got home, it was really about them, you know, they, they, yeah. they really, you know, they really didn't have time to do anything else. Yeah. You know? um, so I don't think the outcome would have been different, mm-hmm. different. And, and uh, in fact, I'm glad you asked that question. My two older boys, they were, they were more affected by us moving out of Detroit than the, than the younger ones was. Mm. Wow. They, and, and they, 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 they wanted to be in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> and so they were, it was a culture shock to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they moved out of Detroit into a better neighborhood in a bigger house. And like, and w- w- one of my sons said, dad, I ain't know this existed, but it was a shock to them. 
Mm. You know? uh, and so they struggle with moving out of Detroit into uh, the suburban area. Uh, but, and, and I think my oldest son um, is the one that kind of struggled the most because, you know, all his life he had been, he been raised in Detroit, mm-hmm. you know, and so he still have a habit of going back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, so, yeah. So for him, you know, man, you move me out of here, you move me out of Detroit, you know. So, <laughs> you know, so I, I think it affected, you know, like, like youngest son, like, like youngest son, actually my two younger boys, it, it actually helped them. Mm. But they lost something. Uh, with my two older boys, they were like dogs. So mm-hmm. around rough, rough. Yeah, yeah. My younger bo- boys, um, they, uh, it's like they had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, so, uh, you know, we teach uh-huh. each other. So it's like, Dad, you should have kept them in Detroit. <laughs> they had Detroit to teach you some stuff, yeah. right? <laughs> so it's, 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 it's a trade-off. It's yeah. a trade-off. You know? uh, but uh, I, I don't regret the move that I made, but I, I, I don't think it would have uh, affected me no way or another if I moved out of Detroit. I think at the time, you know, I felt that I needed to do that for the better of, of my family, you know. Wow, that's 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 good. That's good. We're talking to Pastor Rick Sykes here on the Sunny Day Show, um, author of the book Fine Smooth Stones. If you don't have the book, you definitely want to make sure you get it um, because he teaches some valuable principles in the book pertaining to fatherhood. So I want you to kind of talk about some of those principles that you mentioned in the book uh, when raising your children and I think you kind of titled the chapters um based on some of those principles well um you know at the end of the day I think that we got to be transparent and real mm-hmm. uh, every you know I mean the bible is is, is transparent and real you know? yes and, and I think that's one of the beauties uh, of the bible is that you know it tells you about the uh, the weaknesses of a david um mm-hmm. Know Moses and all these other individuals that that God used to you know uh, do great things through. Yeah, so, I want it to be real and transparent. You know, and I think that's what's missing today. Mm. Um, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, and, and especially especially we talk about the church. You know, people look at me in suits and stuff, but they don't realize that you know I, I just had to break a fight up that my son and them had in the house <laughs> you know? yeah, right. uh, or whatever. So uh, uh, I'm going to say this one thing and I'm going to get to you. I'm going to get to your initial question. So uh, this is powerful right here. So mm-hmm. son Jalen, uh, he is, he's in Canada. He played college basketball. So he loves Tupac. Now Jalen's mm-hmm. years old, you know, <laughs> Hey, I'm taking him to practice basketball practice. He was in high school. He just happened to be listening to, uh, he was listening to Tupac, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, um, and a song came on called Dear Mama, mm. and yeah. he noticed that I started crying in the car, mm. and he looked at me and said, Dad, why are you crying? Because <laughs> I, I felt, I, I, I knew, I knew what Tupac was talking about. Yeah. I knew I, I, you know, me and Tupac the same age. Dude, he's probably a couple years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. But the lyrics, yeah, that he's saying, and 
his lyrics was resonating to me. You talk about a preacher, mm-hmm. but his lyrics was resonating with me as it relates to my mother. You know, mm. I wanted to throw that in here. So anyway, um, so I wanted to be real with the book. So uh, one thing I talk about, uh, I, I, you know, I have some acronyms. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, transparency. Um, you know, I have this thing called threads, and mm-hmm. transparency is really real conversation um, with your children. And I talk to them about, you know, racism. I talk to them about sex. I talked mm-hmm. about uh, friends. I talked, I talked, I was real with them. I didn't try, I didn't try to hold anything back, especially the older they got, you know, yeah. I wanted to be real with them, you know, especially in the time, in the time that they grew growing up in with the, you know, social media being connected, you know, um, uh, you know, the seeing stuff, seeing stuff before I did. So transparency for me was being real with them, having real conversations with them and, uh, which include if I made a mistake or if I said something to them that, um, you know, was out, was out of line, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, I was real with them to tell them I, I, I was sorry or I apologize to them. So I talk about transparency is key because one thing I tell parents is this. I tell parents this all the time. Kids grow up. They grow up. And you can only pull the, you, you can only keep them in the dark for so long. Yep. Pretty soon they're gonna put two and two together. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they grow up. Now, what you tell them and how you tell them, you know, um, comes with maturity because some kids can't handle certain things. You know, mm. uh, when you talk about moving, my two older boys said, Dad, I now understand why you moved. Mm. Now uh, my son that played basketball, I moved, uh, he stopped playing basketball in Detroit and he had a hard time adjusting because he grew up in suburban schools. Mm. So he came back to me and said, dad, he was struggling. He was hurt. But then he came back to me last year and said, dad, now I understand why you did because I said, man, you didn't have no dog in you. So I had to put you with some dogs. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, then I talk about honor or respect. You know, we can talk about uh, you know, this one thing that, that, that goes on about respect, you know, respect, respect. Everything sunny day for me starts at the home. Yeah. At the home. It starts with respecting your parents, respecting a teacher, respecting authority, honoring, you know. Uh, and so I talk about what it means to, to be respectful, respectful mm-hmm. having conversation, respecting authority. Uh, because that's very key. Uh, as you already, you, you, you probably don't know this, but I'm a, mm. I'm actually a special education teacher, so a lot of things in the schools. And one of the things that I see is the mm. lack of respect yeah. for teachers and authority. You know, so I teach them a lot about honor. First, honoring their parents because right. very, the Bible is very clear about honoring your parents. And then I'll talk about responsibility and I can spend a whole hour on what responsibility is, what it looked like, uh, et cetera. Um, and I talk about being the example as parents, you know, the most critical thing for me in raising my boys and my daughter mm-hmm. was being an example to them. I say when I'm going to, I can tell them don't do something uh, that they shouldn't be doing, 
But if I'm doing the same thing that I tell them not right. to be doing, I'm not really being an example to them. So the example is, you know, how you know how I'm treating them. Uh, you know, how do I deal with other people? Uh, you know, so we as parents have to be an example on what we want our kids to portray and mm. how we want them to live. You know, we got to lead example. You know, uh, one of the things I one of the things I teach my boys and my girl, but see, we talk about my sons. I told them never mm. be judgmental with people. Never be for people. So whenever I go to a gas station, whatever, I'm always and I want them to see that because I understand that don't judge this man because he's on a corner, he's at a store. If you have to give, you give. And and don't worry about yeah. don't be judgmental about people, you know. Uh, yeah, so uh, and I No, you how do you continue want to go on? Share. Uh now affirmation affirmation is is really a is really the crux of uh, it's really one of the strongest, um, you know, uh, uh, areas or subject matters that I, that I think I spent a lot of time on because one thing I realized when I was growing up, mm. I never had a man to affirm. Wow. Never. I've never had a man to validate who every young boy needs mm -hmm. a male to validate him or, mm. you know, especially males. Uh, affirm him uh, um, and so I never had do, do you realize I never had anybody in my wow. life who told me that he was proud of me I never had that and so you know affirmation and validation and confirmation is key to a boy growing up and uh, learning from their mistakes and telling and, and hearing from another man that I'm proud of you because, you, you know, so you have a couple things here. Uh, you have individuals that are absent, absent fathers. Then you have individuals that take advantage of mm -hmm. um, boys or manipulate boys or whatever, you know. Uh, and then you mm -hmm. have those that are overbearing. And so you have different, different types of um, characteristics um, when it comes to manhood. So for me, it was very important that I affirm my my son, that I tell them what responsibility is, what it looks like, uh, that I that I send him a text and tell him I'm proud of him. Or I said, son, you know, you got to do this right. Or, you know, um, and, and not always criticizing them. So my oldest son in the book, I write this because mm. I was always critical of him because I wanted yeah. him to be perfect. I want him to be just like me. So I was always criticizing Nick Pick. And so one day, every time I would call him and say, come here, the first thing he asked me, he say to me, is what I, is, uh -huh. is everything all right? What did I do wrong? And I said, why does he keep asking me that? And I had to realize that I had to change my conversation or change my yeah. um, uh, strategies. Uh, the conversations I had with him That's was good. about what he mm -hmm. didn't do. Uh, affirmation is everything. Even Jesus, mm -hmm. even the Father, affirmed His Son. Uh, that how this is my this is my beloved yeah, Son, and who I'm well pleased. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so uh, for me, affirmation is everything. And even when I was in church Sunday day, I used to wonder why. What motivated me 
to do a lot of things in church for pastors or for elders mm. is because I wanted validation from them. Oh, and a lot yeah. of them took advantage of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them took advantage of this way. So, you know, um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into a, a dangerous area, you know, when people talk mm. about spiritual fathers, you know, I, I, don't, <laughs> I really use that term. Mm. Well, I, I don't, don't use I know term. you don't call really. him dad. <laughs> yeah, I don't. So, I mean, let me get, let me get on. Uh, so I talk about affirmation. Then I talk about decisions. Um, many of us can look back and, we, and can say, you know, I could have did this differently. And decisions are very critical because there are some decisions that you make, it'll take you a mm -hmm. lifetime to come out of it. It's very critical. It's very important that you have people around you that you don't make emotional decisions. You guys, either one of my sons, one of the things they, one of the things that they all know about me, I, I tell the son, never make an emotion, never make an emotional decision. Don't ever, right? Even if the decision is right, you know, relax, make reasonable. Uh, a, a, a reasonable decision. A decision can affect your life. It can affect your family. It can affect mm -hmm. you know different areas of your life. And I can go on and on and on. So that's pretty much in a nutshell uh, that I convey in the book. But well, that those are some valuable principles that I believe anyone can use, not just for parenting. Um, you can use that, you know, even in relationships and. Um, even in the church or even um, in a career there there those are valuable principles that you know you can take and apply uh, to your life and I think you are you have given some I think you have given a, a bestseller number one book uh, that is definitely needed especially in the black community uh, when it comes to to fatherhood and it comes to being a man as well um, or even um, yeah. raising raising children in an urban community or uh, I think it I think it could expand into a whole bunch of different things um, because you talk about and even like you said single single mothers you talk about and you touch on so many different key factors that are critical in the black community. So um, I commend you again for, you know, taking on the task of writing and writing a book and sharing um, and giving us um, such a profound, I guess, I would say message because the things that you talk about in the book is not really discussed enough, um, if any. Uh, to that to that extent, I think it's um, critical that we have these type of conversations. So I'm grateful that I was able to um, have you as a guest on the show, as well as to let the world know about your book, because Five Smooth Stones is the name of the book. So I want you to, as we get ready to wrap up, tell people how they can get in touch with you, um, how they can get the book, and possibly... Um, it will be perfect for um, any type of male groups, people that are listening. If you have a group for men, um, it will be perfect for that. Or if you have young boys 
um, teenage boys or young adult boys, I think it would be great for them to um, have this as a book read, especially in the time that we're in with virtual learning. Hey, you can have it as a book report or something. So that's just the several different ways and ideas that um, this particular book can be used for study and teaching at the same time. So tell people how they can get in touch with you. Okay, so the first thing I, I want to say is this. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you very much, Sunny Day. I really admire all the work that you do in the community and also in prisons. And, um, uh, but uh, I wanted to keep a book. I, I wanted to keep the book an easy mm -hmm. read because, you know, people don't like to read. So I wanted to get an easy read. Well, that's the first thing. Uh, they can get the book at Zulon um, Press, uh, ZulonPress.com. Uh, they can, you know, uh, Facebook me as uh, RV Sykes uh, Senior. You can Facebook me. Uh, we're still working out some others. Actually, actually, uh, you can get it on uh, Amazon. You can get it on okay. uh, Barnes and Noble. Uh, Nook. You can get it anywhere where they sell books at. You can actually download the book, or you can get the book itself. So there, there are myriad of ways that you can get the book itself. And so we, we are ramping up. Uh, we're gonna have a book signing real soon, um, and working on that right now. But actually, we're working on. Uh, all five of my sons, we're actually going to be having a, a, a live Facebook conversation. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, together and talking about it. Oh, yeah, that'd be perfect. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I uh, said that would be, be awesome. That would be perfect to have that type of um, conversation and promoting the book at the same time. Yeah. Great. Yes. Yes. Great idea. Um, so there you have it, folks. We've had uh, Pastor Rick Sykes. Um, author of the book Five Smooth Stones and I hope that you guys have enjoyed our conversation and you've learned something and hopefully you'll apply some of these principles that he shared when it comes to um, fathering uh, children or raising children and in particularly boys which is the five smooth stones that he speaks of this five boys um, that he has raised, he and his wife has raised. And so you know what to do. Stay locked right here on the Sunny Day Show podcast. Tell somebody that we are on live and share this episode uh, with a friend or family member. I hope you guys continue to have a sunny day. Take care. Well, episode is over. Thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe to your Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or your Google Play, however you're listening to The Sunny Day Show. I really appreciate it. Thank you.